It's a nice little segue into Darren Patton, who joins us now on Sports Breakfast, former professional tennis player, tennis coach. He joins us now on the show. Big D, good morning. Good morning, Jacob Wayne. Nice to speak to you, Darren. Um, this is a really exciting time. We're right on the cusp of the French Open for 2023. I guess we wonder about Rafael Nadal's fitness. We might get to that in a moment. But um, Holger Rune, how impressive is he? Yeah, he's a plucky young fellow, young Holger. And uh, he not the first time he's taken out Novak Djokovic. Takes him out 6-2 in the third set in Rome on the clay. And, um, yeah, he's a lot of self-belief, the young man. Danish boy, he's only young and um, yeah, he uh, he believes that he should be at the top of the game and I tell you what, he's really going straight guns in getting there and uh, yeah, also the other quarterfinal that was played overnight Casper uh, Rude, the fourth seed got through, so um, a couple of young guys and a really changing of the guard and as you said uh, Jacob, uh, yeah, with, with Rafa the, a lot of the images around the place of the last month or two has been him on his boat Mm. Uh, not a lot of pr- time on court, so until we have to say this afternoon. Well, there is a press conference coming up in front of his academy this afternoon, 10am local time. Could we be about to see the end of Rafael Nadal? Is he in the twilight? Well, he's in the twilight, but are we seeing an immediate end almost to his career? Possibly. I think the injuries have just taken their toll, Jacob. I think, um, yeah, he's just punished his body so hard and uh, been so resilient over all this time and really maintained himself but I think it's just his knees and ankles and uh, and the rest of his body I don't know how he how he does it to be honest and um, you know the clay is his bread and butter um, the French Open is his tournament and um, look, let's hopefully uh, he's got one more crack at that at least and uh, yeah, he can uh, go and put himself in the long yard well, with that, it'll make Novak a very, very short price favourite, one would have thought, leading into this French Open. What, who can we... Well, we've got Rune having a win over him last night, but Alcaraz got beaten early in the tournament. What players can, well, have it up against him? Any? Yeah, I don't know if he's that short, Dunny. You've got uh, Carlos Alcaraz. He, he lost uh, in this tournament as well a round or two ago by an unknown 130-ranked player in the world, but so Carlos Alcaraz is my short price favourite for the French uh, going forward. He he's won the last two lead-up breakout tournaments. Djokovic has been in and out a little bit. Casper uh, Ruud and as we said, this Holger Holger Rune is uh, is playing some good tennis. And you got the likes of you know Jacob Sinner, Yannick Sinner, I should say, the uh, the young Italian boy. Uh, Andre Rublev's playing some good tennis. Sitsipas just come off the boil a little bit, and then you got the real dangerous. Um, you know, Daniel Medvedev, who's always stalking around the place. And, uh, you know, he's not a great clay quarter, is Medvedev. But, um, you know, he, he's, he's thereabouts. And, you know, the uh, wannabes in Tommy Pauls and, and Cameron Norries and Tiafos and these guys there, they, they can they can win tournaments and um, and they want to be Grand Slam champions like the rest of them. So, yeah, Alcaraz is the, is the man who's uh, got my money at this stage. From an Australian point of view, Nick Kyrgios has ruled himself out. He won't play. He'll uh, gear up for the the, uh, the grass court uh, season and, and Wimbledon, where he made the final last year. Out of our Aussies, who's best suited to the clay, Darren? Yeah, oh, look, you've got to give the doggish um, Alex Dimonar uh, that nod. He just he he just grinds everything out. He's a, he's really a, a fit specimen, is Alex, and I think he's upped his game a little bit from the thrashing he got at the Australian Open this year, which really put him back in his box. And I think he's uh, had a bit of a redirection of his game. But, yeah, he's the only one that I think can probably go 
um, you know, maybe get a quarter final out of him at the, at the French Open at best, but uh, yeah, the rest of them will be will be struggling. And no surprise, Kyrgios pulls the pin again. He's a perennial pin puller, <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't think there's any great loss there for the, the tennis public. What about from the ladies' side point point of view? Oh, look, this this is interesting. Actually, the women's side of things is uh, is yeah, becoming a little bit more cluttered. You've got uh, Swiatek, who you know has been dominating the game uh, over the last few months, but uh, Sabalenka's had uh, tournament wins recently. Um, Caroline Garcia is going okay, and uh, and uh, uh, Swiatek actually lost to uh, Rabakina, Alina Rabakina, or Rabakina, it's been you want to pronounce it, but, uh, yesterday. So in Rome as well. So. Yeah, I think uh, Sabalenka, the big Russian girl, I've liked her for a long time and the way she goes about it. She won the Australian Open and broke through there. Um, and I think she's uh, yeah, in a good mindset and positive and, uh, and and looking and feeling fit. So I think she's uh, she's got a couple of dollars of mine. We're chatting to Darren Patton, uh, tennis coach, former professional tennis player, the French Open right on our doorstep now, the second Grand Slam of 2023. The French does often throw up a, an unfamiliar women's singles champion, doesn't it, Daz? We've seen a few over the last few years that have come from nowhere. Well, we have, yeah. And, um, you know, you had uh, Ostapenko, she's a one-time Grand Slam winner uh, from a few years back. She came out of nowhere and sort of just been a, a journey woman sort of ever since. But... Um, yeah, going back in history, the French has been uh, quite an exciting tournament and probably probably the best tournament to watch tennis-wise because of the longness of the rallies and um, the exciting and the strategic play that um, is put into it by the players and their strategies. But, um, yeah, fitness really does play a big part on the play and you've really got to be yeah, strong in mind as well as body. So, yeah, I, there's no no uh, guarantees that the top seeds will, will win, but... Um, yeah, going on form, I think, uh, like I said, Sabalenka and uh, Alcaraz are uh, pretty hot. As a tennis coach, I mean, in WA, I wouldn't have thought we've got a lot of clay courts, or if we have any, but how, how do you sort of uh, prepare people for that? Well, there's clay courts out at the University Tennis Club, the back of uh, Mount Claremont there, had a big day there last week, which okay. I'm sorry about not getting on the radio with your boys. Now, they've been there probably since the early 2000s, Sonny, and yep. really, really good clay. They're actually crushed up brick from Midland Brick back in the day, but they've upgraded them a little bit. A lot of maintenance, a lot of sweeping, a lot of um, a lot of watering the clay take, but uh, but really good on your body because you're actually sliding along the top of the surface and not, not stopping and jarring the body, so it's better on your knees and your hips and your, and your back. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we, the, the play court uh, season practice starts for the West Australian kids and wannabes. And they did have some out at the State Tennis Centre a few years ago, but they've actually taken them away. I don't know why, because it would have been perfect to you know, have it all at the one place. Um, and, I, and to be honest, I think clay court tennis uh, and putting some more clay courts down in Western Australia would be uh, advantageous to the development of uh, the kids in the state. Hey, Darren, you mentioned last week your, uh, your day out there. It was last Friday uh, at UWA Tennis Club. Um, how did it end up? Yeah, fabulous day, Jacob. Um, with my organisation, it's got Milk Kramara Connection. Like, we give remote and regional Aboriginal children education options. And we created a program called Indigenous Tennis and Learning, 
And uh, yeah, last Friday, we got 200 kids from all around the state, from as far away as Wickham to Currawong Caps and Kilgardie, Carnarvon, Waluna, and uh, brought them all down. And I leaned on a lot of my old, my old mates who are former number one singles-ranked players in the state, Rob Casey, David Kelly, James Sekulov, and uh, got along Kurt Robertson, Scotty Marshall, the great Ian Gulligan come over, who's our ambassador for the program. He come over. He's actually with us right now as we speak. I'm actually down here in Mungalup, down in Esperance, doing a uh, Indigenous Keniston learning tour. But uh, myself, Jaron Kretzman, and uh, Simon Harper, and uh, Linton Joseph also come across. He's the AATC, Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, coming along. So the kids had the best coaches in Western Australia, giving them the tutelage. Uh, with some artwork, Indigenous artwork from uh, some old lady friends of mine from Waluna who were fantastic and uh, Bindi Bindi Dreaming did some Indigenous food so they're just giving these kids a chance, giving them a, the opportunity to see and play and touch and feel tennis and with the uh, end result getting them educated and uh, with Mil Piramara helping them through to, uh, to graduation and beyond Doing great work Daz and uh, wish you well in that uh, continued space We better let you get back to it in the beautiful part of the world that is Esperance Thanks for taking our call this morning Good on you boys, enjoy your day eh? Darren Patton joining us, same to you with us here on Sports Breakfast Former professional tennis player, tennis coach and yeah, doing great work in that space